0: Ladies and, gentlemen, Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to listen to the best music podcast ever? ever? Available on six platforms, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Store, Spotify, and more. You're listening to the when words fail music speaks podcast with James Cox and Blake Mosley.
1: to the Wordsville Music Speaks podcast. I'm your host, the professional handicapped, and I know my voice sounds like Scooter from The Muppets, but that's okay because on the other end of the line, you hear my co-host, who is the loudest guy in the room only when he's playing the drums. The podcast internet sensation and quite possibly the sexiest voice over the internet, and not only that, y'all, he sunk Atlantis. Who does that?
0: Hmm. Oh. that'd be me yes, I, that'd it, be me I are. am the man that sank Atlantis how
1: did you do that sir uh,
0: I don't know yeah. if we could if we could ever get to the point where we can have Keith Buckley of Every Time I Die on the show I will ask him about that lyric that has stood out to me ever since the first time I heard it and I was like wow I don't even know what that means but that is a freaking awesome lyric right there I am the man that sank Atlantis and now it is my my tagline
1: yeah, it is <laughs> on your Instagram, right?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I live by that.
1: For those who can remember, uh, we've been big fans of Necro Gavikhan, and mm-hmm. and John Gavikhan interviewed Keith, and he wanted and he wanted Keith to get a hold of Jeff, because he's still looking for Jeff Buckley, but Jeff, but, <laughs> but then, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff is like. I mean, he's he's long gone. He's passed away like several years ago, so I don't know. Um, you know, well, I I I mean, I don't know if. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. Jeff. R.I.P. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what? Ha- okay, so you said you got something for us to do uh, for us at the beginning of the show. Yeah.
0: Uh, we mentioned on a few episodes back, maybe doing something like on this day in music history. Um, since this is a music podcast, I feel like that was appropriate. So if it's somehow not appropriate, please tell me and we won't do it ever again. But anyway, um, so I there's a lovely website called thisdayinmusic.com. Easy enough. Go on there, put in the date of whatever you're looking for, and you can find out all these cool things that happened uh, in, in history regarding music, special events, certain albums released, whatever. Um, I found a few that stood out. Uh, so today is January 25th. Um, we're now 11 months away from Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Um, but on this day in music history, uh, the Beatles scored their number one, uh, their first number one bestseller in the, in the US with I Want to Hold Your Hand. Uh, it reached the top of the Cashbox ma- uh, magazine music chart. The Fab Four would eventually rack up 25 number one hits mm. in America. Um, also, this day in history, in 1975, uh, the Carpenters went on to. Uh, the number one spot on the U.S. singles chart with their version of the Marvelettes 1961 hit, "Please, Mr. Postman." The song is notice, is noticeable, excuse me, notable as the first Motown song to reach the number one position on the on the Billboard singles chart uh, late of 1961. Um, also on this day in music history, uh, for all you punk rock fans out there, in 1978, Joy Division uh, uh, changed their name uh, from Warsaw. Uh, inspired by the song Warsaw, 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 Warsaw. I don't know how to pronounce that. Yeah. Anyway, it's a David Bowie song on uh, his Low album. Uh, so Joy Division made their live debut um when they played at Pips Disco in Manchester, England. Um, I, we last episode when we talked about the Misfits. Uh, there's there's a podcast called No Dogs in Space. We talked about. Um They also have a two or three part series on Joy Division that I'm still in the first episode. But so far, so good. Joy Division always seemed like such a serious band, but to be honest, like they loved poop jokes just like Blink One Eighty Two did. All right. <laughs> uh, but in nineteen eighty nine, also on this day in music history, Bobby Brown was arrested for an overtly sexually suggestive performance after a show in Columbus. Um, he was then fined six hundred and fifty two dollars. That's an odd dollar amount and very specific. Yeah. Uh, he was fined six hundred and fifty two dollars under the anti lewdness ordinance law. So uh yeah.
1: Great job, Bobby, right. Bobby Great Brian. job, Bobby.
0: Yeah, thanks for being for being so sexual and lewd. Yeah. Uh, and that, inspiring a generation.
1: That Bobby Brown was married to uh um, Whitney Houston, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, he's the one that married Whitney Houston.
1: The reason, the reason. Um
0: he's the one that uh, they had that T V show and like she famously was constipated one time and he uh had to stick his finger up her butt. I did not know it's a that. very weird. Yeah, it's that. a very weird episode.
1: The reason why I I I, I asked you, and kind of, it's a dumb thing right now. I just remembered because uh, there's two Bobby Bobby Browns I know of right now. It's the one that that, <laughs> yeah. that you're talking about right now. And and uh, right. I don't know if you heard of Walmart Cherry Pie, right? Yes. But you know the girl in the in the video of Cherry Pie?
0: Yes, I do.
1: She her name is also Bobby Brown, so.
0: Wow, right. and you know, there's actually another Bobby Brown, um, a Millie Bobby Brown. She's the the girl that plays Eleven on Stranger Things.
1: Oh, wow. Okay.
0: Yes, her name is Millie Bobby Brown.
1: Well, uh, all good stuff. <laughs> <so. laughs> all good stuff. So. Yeah, all great stuff. All great stuff. What so. a way to start um, the show. But I, uh, okay, so are are you a, like like avid Beatles fan?
0: I am now. I used to really not I'm going to get crucified for this, but you know, I really didn't care for the Beatles for a very long time. I thought they were overrated. I thought that Ringo Starr was very overrated. Um, I liked some of, uh, John Lennon's solo stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I was not a big Beatles fan. Um, and I kind of thought I kind of thought that Paul McCartney was a little t- too cheesy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and especially with all of his solo Wings stuff, but little,
1: yeah.
0: it's it's. I didn't really start to understand the appeal of the Beatles until I started dating Allie, and she's such a huge Beatles fan. It, you right. honestly, you can't even bring up like the their last performance together, the the infamous rooftop performance, without her tearing up a little bit. She oh, loves yeah. that band so much. Yeah. Um, but uh, yes, I, I would say that now I am a a Beatles fan.
1: Well, there is a a podcast called the Orange recliner Chronicles that I was a part of with Mister Block. Right. and mm-hmm. what he does is he first asks like like ten quick questions. One of his questions was Beatles or Rolling Stones, and I said Beatles. proudly. <sighs> yeah. And he, yeah, the,
0: I would he, say Beatles over Rolling he Stones.
1: Like, He's like, I don't know, man, but Rolling Stones, yeah, man, but <laughs> man. man, man. Beatles is something else to be seen because my Beatles really reminds me of my aunt that passed away a few a few years ago. Yeah, and I got the love for, for the Beatles from her. Yeah, and yeah. Molly was a great, great soul. She loved the Beatles to death. Uh, my mom lo- lo- loved Elvis, so that's why I got my love from Elvis. So Elvis and Beatles mm-hmm. are are near and dear to my heart too. So
0: yeah, for sure.
1: I don't know if I Very should nice. be upset with you or or, or praise you. <laughs> and I think, yeah. Because
0: of the Beatles thing? No,
1: no, 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 th- no. This is totally different, right? Okay. So last okay. week, last Monday, we talked about the mistress, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So one of their drummers was abominable, Dr. Chud. So yeah. you, my co-host Moseley, which I love to death, <laughs> send me a send me a a a, a link to, to his. Uh, site And on his site, it's drchud.com slash merch. Uh, he's mm-hmm. selling some drumsticks that he customized himself.
0: Yes, isn't that cool? And they're all based on Misfit songs.
1: Yes, but I don't know. I, I, I'm still confused on which one I should get. So, oh,
0: uh, yeah. Here's, here's the I, I personally think the Teenagers from Mars would be my top choice. I would love to get all of them eventually. Um, I'll definitely have to get some to add to my collector series of drumsticks that i'm putting together um and whenever i get the shed done i'll get them i'll get them all displayed but anyway the the teenagers from mars mainly because i I think think that's one of my favorite misfit songs ever is teenagers from mars i was hoping they had a dig upper bones uh pair of sticks but i did not see any maybe those are those are coming but yeah so cool and they and the glow in the dark
1: well, see, the teenager one does glow in the dark. I'm, I, 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 mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure about the rest, but there's yeah, but, but if you get um teenagers from Mars you get two songs, all right? So, so uh, yeah. it's, it's teenagers from Mars and and it's black light, so you can shine a black light on, ah, uh, yeah, wonder there's something is Black Light off, of the, off yes. of the American Psycho record, right.
0: Right, off American Psycho that uh, Doctor Chud played drums for. Yeah, there's some Misfits era songs that he has uh, sticks for that he didn't. Nothing. I'm sure he played them live, yeah, like uh, but yeah, he wasn't there. The I'm right. Th- I'm thinking about
1: getting *Teenage or *The Black Hole*. The Black Hole looks sick. Ooh, yeah. It's, it's
0: it's like a
1: spacey kind of deal. Yeah. And they're not. And
0: for all you horror merch collectors out there, that's uh, that's definitely something to take part in.
1: Really bad. They're like hundred and what twenty
0: bucks or something. I think so, something like that.
1: But they come in like a like a like a thick display case. Mm -hmm.
0: Right, and they're they're hand painted and customized by Doctor Chud himself. Yeah, by him. This is not done. Yeah, it is not done in a factory. That is one hundred percent one of a kind. He does those by himself.
1: Like I said before, all good stuff. So I don't know whether to be. I with you, but not, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still debating on you know, which one to get. Still debating. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Yeah. Whoops. It's, whoops. <laughs> but they'll, but they'll look good in my room, you know. I'm turning in my room. In yeah, my for room, real. Room, so. Uh, okay. So everybody knows that uh, we did a episode on Van Halen two two weeks ago, right? Yeah. And we uh, lost Eddie Van Halen uh, due to cancer. Uh, mm-hmm. so we. Uh, are gonna do a episode on Children of Bodom only because, well not only because, but this is one of the main reasons. Um, yeah. a Vocalist Alexi Leho died of, died uh, tragically uh, at the very end of uh, December, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. we're gonna uh, talk about, we're gonna dive deep in, in the whole career of Children of Bodom. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if you like Children of Bodom. But I knew i, I, I knew of in the modem for a very long time. So yeah. far back that that my first PlayStation ID was Eternal Downfall. Um, oh, nice. Downfall was one of <laughs> their songs. And I don't know yeah. where Eternal came from. I think it's one of their songs too. But I think that that sounded good with the word Downfall. So it's Eternal Downfall sure. with my first ever PS3. Cool. PS2. Uh, PS3 um id and yours is nice seal, man uh dig up her bone from from the Misfits
0: mine Minus still dig up her bone 7 from my favorite misfit song and you know i had the option of finally changing that i think a year or two ago but you they, they made this big announcement that playstation was going to make it a you where you were able to change your username right and i declined because i was Good. like no heck no dude i like i like this name i'm gonna leave it that so yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's been that way for years
1: that resonates with you very much you're like I don't want
0: to change it yeah. it's me yeah okay. I didn't want to make it like drummer boy 420 or anything like that that was no. if it would have been something like that absolutely I would have been like oh thank god finally I can change it or but, or yeah. you
1: could have changed it your, your favorite Christmas song little drummer boy
0: I'm just or little drummer boy yeah, yeah that's, yeah, that's, that's I've, so- I've never identified with a song so much in my life I know
1: right <laughs> who would have thought
0: right <laughs> yeah Well, I'll I'll tell you this about Children of Bodom. I I don't know a lot about their music career as a whole, but I can tell you this. I remember back when Fuse was still relevant. Uh, Fuse being a music channel that was supposed to be like the anti-MTV. MTV MTV had become nothing but reality TV shows, and Fuse was like one of the few places that actually played music still and had music-related content. Now it's not – so much they pretty much turned into mtv so anyway uh so they had a show called uranium Yeah, um, it was a heavy you remember uranium yes sir so they had tons and tons and tons of awesome music videos uh from all these heavy metal bands new metal, new heavy metal bands old heavy metal bands and a lot of my taste for heavy music was uh was it stemmed from that show it I, I discovered so many bands like that one of those bands was children of bono bodum uh and it was the song uh in your face because i love and i love that song because it, it is exactly that it is in your face it starts out with that crunchy and then uh, you know it just starts it's a gradual build and it's just that and then they throw in that sound I was like yeah that's awesome and then all of a sudden like it's very it gets melodic and you're like okay still cool I'm still headbanging and then all of a sudden, it goes to the real heavy part. The dun, 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 dun. I was like, "Oh my god, this is awesome!" So I have been gushing over that song ever since then. I love to play that song on the drums. It's one of the first l- songs that I learned how to play. Whenever I was able to figure out double bass, yes. um, just because it's 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 a great uh war. It's definitely a great warm up song for your double bass because it's just continuous, like the whole time and. Uh, another great one from that same album is the title track off that album. Uh, Are you dead yet? Uh, also, another. It's just, it's just. It's just that time period of music was so great for me. I loved all the metalcore bands that were out, and I knew I knew that that uh, Children of Bodom had been out for a while, but they fit in with that early two thousands uh, w- new wave of metalcore that exploded, and it was in every hot topic. And all the music videos were just incredible. All the songs were so heavy and in your face. Right. And uh, I felt they, they fit in perfectly with that.
1: Yeah. And I don't know if you ever played Guitar Hero, which everybody and their mom did. But all you yeah. did, oh, I did was a song that you could download to play on Guitar Hero. Oh, no. Wait,
0: yes, I remember band. that.
1: Was it Rock Band or Guitar Hero? I think. It was oh, rock no, band. It, was,
0: it was Rock Band. Yeah, yeah, it was Rock Band.
1: Rock Band, like three or four or something. Yeah, man! But I used to play it all the time. Yeah, that was great. That was great. So, so um, good. Yeah, let's get started. So, um, okay, the was a Finnish power metal melodic death death metal band from Espoo. Uh, I th- I think that's yeah, Finland.
0: Espoo. That is the name of the pl- Esp- Espoo. <laughs>
1: Espoo, <laughs> yeah, that's a great name, though. You know, mm-hmm. formed in '93, at in in Earth. Uh, the final lineup of the group, up, upon their split in 2019, consisted of Alexi Leho, lead guitar, lead, lead vocal, vocals, uh, mm-hmm. Jaska, drums, Hanka, bass guitar, and Jane, mm-hmm. uh, keyboard, and Daniel mm-hmm. Friedberg as rhythm guitarist. Um, yeah. The band released 10 studio albums, 2 live albums, and 2 EPs, and 2 compilations, and 1 DVD. The DVD is I, I think it's called stockholm uh, stockholm live uh, okay on, uh, yeah oh okay it's called stockholm knockout and that's the best nice. live like DVD ever that i've seen in my life so far yeah this is great the band's third studio album follow the reaper was the first album to receive a gold certification in finland great and subsequently yeah. a studio albums acquired the same status <laughs> The next four mm-hmm. albums debuted at number one on their finished album of charts, and have also seen chart positions on the United States Billboard 200. They are one of Finland's best-selling artists of all time, with more than 250,000 records there sold alone.
0: Yeah, wow. just yeah, just in Finland. That, that's that's and that's pretty significant because I mean, how many of, and I mean I know we're over in the states, but how many Finnish. Bands in general, do you do you know of that have ever crossed over into superstardom? Uh, you just don't hear about it very often. There's not a lot happening with that scene, so for them to be able to do so well and to do so well in a genre that's really not, excuse me, as widely popular as say, you know, pop music, hip hop, whatever, or even like alternative rock music. Like they're in the they're in the heavy metal genre. They're in the melodic. Death metal <laughs> genre oh, yeah. and for them to do so well, that says a lot about what this band was able to do, right?
1: So, in 2019, uh, children of Bodom held their last concert in Helsinki, named a chapter called Children of Bodom, uh, before disbanding the band. in and Freiburg carried on as Bodom After Midnight in 2020. I guess that's like a side project thing that they. Because I don't think they could uh, use Children of Bodom because what happened to the band band breakup. But, Leo, who was one of the founding members of Children of Bodom, was, as well as the main songwriter, dying in Mm -hmm. late December 2020. His death put an end to the possibility of the band ever reuniting with all of the original members. At the time of his death, Alexei uh, had been dealing with severe health issues for many years. I lost a lot of weight and also had a history of alcoholism. So yeah, he rant. looked
0: really rough right there at the end. Even like in his prime, he just always looked sick. I guess Hell, yeah. as far back as I can remember, even the music video for "In Your Face," he just he looks. And I didn't know if it was part of the act, but you know, because a lot of those death metal bands, you know, they're trying to they they go with the horror elements a lot of times. So I just right. didn't know if it was part of that. He wore a lot of heavy eye makeup. But he just looked sick so i whenever they said that he had died i was like well he looked kind of rough for a while there but yeah apparently he had a lot of really serious health issues
1: and i don't think anybody knew that besides his, him and his family you know Every right
0: yeah um so in, children of Bodom was formed in 1993 by guitarist alexi wildchild Leho and drummer jaska rightkenen <laughs> sorry <laughs> I, every time we do a band that's like from from a different country I, I butcher the names and I'm yeah, so sorry we're all,
1: he'll
0: be, he'll be uh, a <laughs> but uh but uh, one of the they so they formed under the the initial name of in Earth, which is funny because there is a band that is also in that heavy metal that was part of that scene uh called Unearthed. Unearthed. yeah yeah um great but uh yeah so they had known each other other. They had known each other since early childhood and had shared an interest in heavy metal, especially death metal groups such as uh, Dissection, Entombed, Cannibal Corpse, Autopsy, and Obituary, and classic metal groups such as Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, Black Sabbath, Metallica, uh, Dio, and Ozzy Osbourne. Bastis Samuel Maiten- Maitinen. Sorry, I'm so sorry. Completed the initial lineup of the band. In Earth recorded its first demo, Implosion of Heaven, uh, during August of the same year. Uh, Samuel was the main composer of the band's lyrics for the two years that he took part in In Earth. But his family moved to the United States in 1985, making it impossible for him to remain in the band. Uh, his last contributions contributions to In Earth were the lyrics of the songs from their second, uh, second demo, Ubiquitous Absence of Remission. Uh, which was the first time that they worked with producer Ansi Kipo at um, Ast- Astia Studios uh, in Finland. Um, in this demo, keyboards were incorporated into the band songs for the first time. That is something that I love about Children of Bodom is the use of the keys and the synthesizer just like I said, in in your face. That is... it. It just uh, The dynamics in that song is incredible. Um, in order to achieve this, both Leho and uh to cannon <laughs> played the keyboard separately and yeah uh, played the keyboard separately and uh, subsequently mixed the re- the recorded track with the other instruments leho who had previously only composed the melodies of the songs assumed the role of the band's lyricist uh, at the time right to uh, played French horn in a local big band that's pretty cool and during uh, rehearsal he met Alexander uh, Kuapala. A trumpet player and also a proficient guitarist. Shortly after the recording of their second demo, Kuopala was invited to join In Earth as a rhythm guitarist, which is such a shame. They could have easily been the first Finnish heavy metal ska band had they just stuck with the uh, the horns. I think it really could have taken off. Um, the bassist chosen, yeah, been I mean, cool, right? The bassist chosen to replace uh, Samuel I was uh henka blacksmith sapala uh whom lejo and righty cannon had previously known from school apart from playing the bass sapala also uh often doubles as the band's backing vocalist also the band reunited a musician uh, excuse me recruited a musician to specialize on keyboards whose name was johnny pyrrhus pyrrhus jockey both joined in earth as early as 1996 With this new lineup, In Earth proceeded to record their third studio album. uh, Excuse me, their third demo entitled Shining. This demo did not impress record labels uh, any more than the previous ones had, and none took interest in the band. Despite their efforts, their music got little exposure and managed to only play local events. As a last resort, the band decided to record an independent, self-funded album. And that would go on to be pretty pretty significant sometimes with those types of stories where it's just like you give up you give up you give up it's not going well i'm just going to call it quits just like the last ditch effort like you know what i'm just going to do exactly what i want to do it en- it ends up paying off in the end that's exactly what stan lee did he was about to give up working at a comic book place and his wife is like look before you quit why don't you just go out with a bang why don't you just write what you want to write that went on to be the fantastic four stan lee instantly uh jumped into superstardom Went on to create one of the most significant and incredible uh, superhero uh, genres that there's ever been. So, kind of, if, if you're ever in doubt, just go for it, right? Doesn't hurt. <laughs> so, Leho wanted to make use of the keyboards more effectively, but Pyrrhus Joki was not uh, attending rehearsals. Thus, he was fired and replaced by a friend of Wright's Cannons, a jazz pianist named. Uh, John Warman Weirman, <laughs> Warman that's, being the uh, nickname.
1: But that's an awesome name.
0: Warman. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Warman was the uh, component to which previously was missing from in Earth. His presence allowed the band to assume the style that would later characterize Children of Bodom. With Wormen, the band uh, successfully recorded their first album in 1997. Their debut, Something Wild, was supposed to be released by a small Belgian label, Shiver Records, but second vocalist Sammy Tenets from the band By Serpent acquired a copy of their album through the hands of Kupala. Uh, they both worked for the same company at the time shortly after it to signed this contract. Spine Farm Records' boss became interested in signing them for a countrywide release. Uh, the, the latter deal was much more attractive to the band since the Belgian label was offering them close to no help, uh, to the point where they would have to distribute and sell the albums all by themselves. Uh, the band was required to create a new name to sign up for the Spine Farm Records. Uh, the contract with Shiver, uh, Shiver Records had already been signed under the name Unearthed, so for legal reasons, they had to change it up. The answer to that problem came as the, the members uh, looked for good names in their local phone book. That's pretty interesting. When they stumbled upon Lake Bodum, they realized that it was a name with impact and one uh, which had an interesting story behind it. A long list of possible names involving the word Bodum was then made, and they settled with Children of Bodum. Uh, the band's name is derived from the Lake Bodum Murders. Ooh, a shiver.
1: Yeah, so um, I think that they did a really good job with this one because they took it where, where they're from, and Lake Bodum was mm-hmm. a part of you know, their, 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 their uh, I guess, heritage or something because it was right there. Yeah over so they like, okay, well, what's with another good thing for, for and children in the the Well, okay, well. You know. It's kind of cryptic, yeah. yeah.
0: It's it's eerie. It fits for a heavy metal band. yes Um hey, man, it I don't sound... know a whole lot about the the, the Lake Boda murder, so that's yeah. something I'm gonna have to check out. I like I like learning about. That sounds terrible. I like <laughs> to. Uh, I am intrigued and interested in learning about true crime stories, so I, I I, I might have to dig into that a little bit. That's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: So uh, here is something wild and Hate Breeder from 97 to 99. Uh, great album, great album title. Haybreeder is my for sure. Yeah, dude. yeah, so whoever came taken from there. the Misfits. There you go. <laughs> so something wild mm-hmm. was produced, recorded, and mixed by by Auntie Kippo and Tero Leimon at at, at Studios in Finland. And attempted to mm-hmm. promote their band, they opened a show for Demon Burger in '97, Ooh. which is fantastic. Uh, yeah. Their success was a, was such that a representative from the Nuclear Blast label approached them with a the contract for a European release, a, a deal which started uh, on the subsequent year. Suddenly Wild was released in late '97 in Finland and in '98 worldwide. Early '98, uh, for promotional purposes, the band recorded a music video, in the song "The Night Warrior." That was going to be my first PlayStation ID, but I figured but oh, I yeah. found out that you know the uh, e- e- in the Eternal Temple was a little bit better, I thought you know that is cool. But "The Night Warrior" is an awesome song too. Um, the video was directed yeah. by by Michael by by Micah Lindbergh and he had a slam budget of a thousand pounds. Uh, yeah. It made use of the simple scenery, which consisted essentially outdoors, vacation after a snowstorm. That's the best. That's the best kind of thing, cause you think Lake Wooden kind of sounds like sounds like wintry kind of thing, and Finland is not for the winters. So it made perfect sense, right? So, yeah. So uh, the band played for a couple hours at night, uh, with the average temperature of minus fifteen degrees Celsius. Wow. I can't imagine mm. being in negative one. It's, <laughs> Freezing. Yeah, that's yeah. minus fifteen degrees, man. That's that's cold. <laughs> so, although uh, Leno is very critical of all of the music <laughs> he has written, uh, he knows that he dislikes something wild with the most of uh, most of all of his albums, which is the first one uh, recorded. That's usually how it goes,
0: though. They yeah. they they tend to hate on their earlier stuff a lot more, even though maybe that's what. Sometimes that's what put them on the map and they need to be more appreciative of those albums. Some of these bands are like, "Yeah, we we wish we could get rid of our first album." it's Like, "No, you wouldn't be anywhere without your first album, so shut up and deal with it." Yeah. But um, uh yeah, I, I I get that. A lot of people as an artist, your earlier stuff is what you feel like is not your best, but just be appreciative of where it got you. Yeah.
1: Cuz i cuz when I was uh when I met uh the guitarist from Truvium Corey, um he said yeah. that uh, one of the albums took them took, took, to, uh, they had to record an album in under six days, so that was the worst album. I forget which Ooh. one it is, but that was later. So. When, when recording this album, Leo had tried to mimic the style of his, of one of his idols, NJ Scene. which was, which is why Something Wild is considered most of the technical albums that and yeah. has have produced. Despite this, uh, he still considers it to be the most important record, as it put him on the map, which is what you just said. Yeah. Uh, so, Children of first European tour uh, began in February of 1998. Uh, they they played it with bands such as Hypocrisy, at such festivals as Under the Black Skin, I, I, Under the Black Sun. I'm sorry. Uh, the Covenant and um, I guess the. Uh, Dor- I, I, I can't pronounce it. Agatha,
0: yeah. Agatha Diamond? Agatha yeah, Diamond? some. Some. Yeah. Um, sure.
1: But suffered uh, from the absence of Wehrman, who was concentrating on finishing his studies. Uh, schooling. and sure. uh, er, 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 everything comes first. Uh, so he was replaced by Erna uh, for the direction of the tour. Much later, the band recorded two new songs, again at the Anastasia Studios, with producer Kippo, entitled "Toward Towards Dead End" and "Children of Bodom," mm-hmm. uh, the latter was included included in a compilation by Spinefarm Records, which, after began released, remained one of the top finished charts for eight consecutive weeks. In late August, the band pro- played their song "Forevermore" live for the first time uh, during a Russia during a, a show in Russia. song was renamed Downfall. Which, yeah, was later renamed Downfall. Uh, Their second European tour occurred in September uh, of, of the same year but once, once more Wehrman was not able to perform with them. Of Lexi's uh, then-girlfriend Kimberly Goss uh, formerly of the Borger Ancient, and Theron Assume the keyboards at this time. Uh, by the end of the story, Kimberly invited Lehu and, and joined Synergy. Yeah. Uh, which at the time was still in, in the early stages. I didn't know that. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, That's so that, interesting. Cool so that they had a, 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 a few more keyboards. Yeah. Uh, The second album, Hay Breeder, was recorded at the end of 98 and, began at, and the beginning of 99. By Anthony Kippo at at the same studio in Finland, uh, it was record. It was originally titled "Toward Dead End," but while the studio, uh, but while in the studio, the members of the band opted out for the current title uh, to create the anticipation in Finland. Uh, the downfall single was released uh, two year two two weeks prior uh, to the album release. Uh, it was accompanied by a music video once more. Directed by Michael Lindberg, "Hate Breeder" the album uh, ultimately topped the charts in many European countries. In July of '99, uh, the success of "Downfall" single and "Hate Breeder" allowed Children of boredom to schedule three concerts in Japan with Synergy and In Flames. Really good band. Yeah. Um, Yeah, for real. During during two of these concerts. Live album Tokyo Hearts was recorded. That's an awesome, awesome live album too. Hmm. Um, in it, the band managed to seemingly reproduce and times and improve on their songs at the request of no overdubs or the recording of the concert, so they did everything legitimately. Wow. You know? That's cool. And I think that's that's something to be said because there's because what I hate at live at live shows is the band sounds exactly like their like your studio album I can't stand it yeah that's why I don't like yeah
0: that. you I, like to hear how talented they are live whenever yeah, they're just kind of turned loose
1: yeah that's why I don't like seeing <sighs> uh, Disturbed Blood now because they haven't exactly like a record yeah I mean yeah I'm, if I paid like 84 bucks for your ticket I deserve to see or something a little bit different from from, from the record yeah I the exact same, same that always bothered me I don't know why
0: yeah I feel you on that. Well, uh, so let's talk about their rise to popularity. Uh, For their next release, Children of Bodum decided to make use of Peter Togtrin's Abyss Studio in Sweden instead of the Finnish Stacia Studio from Ansi Kippo, uh, where they had recorded all their previous releases, including the demos from Unearthed. The band wrote eight songs for the album. While in the studio, they decided to include an extra track that was hastily composed and feature lyrics improvised by Leho. Um, that track would eventually receive the name of "Kissing the Shadows." Uh, the the band gave the album the name of "Follow the Reaper," and recording sessions took place between August and September of 2000. The album saw a worldwide release in the late uh, in late 2000, and then a music video for "Every Time I Die," which is where the band got their uh, their name from, is uh, "Children of Bodom." Um, was recorded by the Finnish director Tuuka. Timonen shortly after that Uh, in February of 2002 Children of Bodum began writing songs for their upcoming album entitled Hate Crew Death Roll Um, they returned to Astacia Studio in Finland to work with producer Ansi Kippo once again the session ensued during the months of August and September and the album was released January 2003 in Finland it remained at the top of the Finnish charts for a total of three weeks and subsequently became the band's first gold album Eventually, all the albums reached their all the albums reached the status and follow the Reaper reached platinum on the third uh, on January 3rd of 2003. The Finnish Metal Music Awards were held at the Tavastia Club in Helsinki. Voting was open to all the metal fans and was presented through the various media outlets that were working on the events organizers. Um, children of Bodom was awarded Finnish band of the year yay uh, children of bodum's first world tour began in 2003 and lasted until late of 2004 the tour had uh, many sold out concerts and marked the uh, consolidation of the band in north america but was also no also accompanied by an unexpected announcement Kuopala decided to quit <laughs> uh for the personal reasons right in the middle of the tour without giving previous warning in an interview when Leho was asked why kupal left the band he stated well I'll try to be careful about what I say about him because there is no bad blood between us he told me that he just got sick of touring and of the whole band slash rock and roll lifestyle living in hotels and tour buses and stuff uh, for me it was really weird because he was also the one he was always the one who was so into it he was a diehard rock and roller and suddenly he made a quick 180 turn in his whole life the fir- the whole situation involves a new girlfriend oh there, yeah. there you go Man, always a girlfriend. There's always a Yoko Ono. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Griffin's guitarist Kai Nurgard was invited by Leho to replace Guapala, but did not accept the offer. Thus, Alexi's bandmate from Synergy, uh, Ruup Latvala, founding member of founding member of Stone, one of the band's uh, first uh, one of the one of the bands which uh, started the heavy metal movement in Finland. Assume the guitars as a session player until a more permanent solution could be found. This formation was introduced in Moscow on August sixteenth.
1: Nice, nice. It's always good to start.
0: So we're getting there. We're we're, we're kind of rising. We're we starting to see them kind of break over, uh, have some influence in the in the U.S. Like I just said, they they inspired a band to name their group after one of their songs. <laughs> all right,
1: which is all right, which is great because they 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 finally broke through with "Are You Did It." in 2004-2007, yeah. so after finishing the world tour with Latiba um, uh, who then assumed department and position in the band lineup, Tabodem, uh proceeded to record the release uh the EP uh, Trashed, Lost, and Strung Out, and their single In Your Face, which, which yeah, uh, which contained <laughs> That's songs from from their upcoming album uh, to a parody cover of "Oops I Did It Again," which is great <laughs> by Britney Spears, and <laughs> in, in late 2005, uh, the album "Are You Did Yet?" was released, featuring a style featuring a style uh, different from what had been presented by the band's previous work. Uh, simpler and heavier guitar riffs was incorporated into the Bowman sound. As well as elements from industrial music, which we did episode um two, yeah. two weeks ago um, yeah reactions from the fans were uh to the release were varied. however, the main album, the album remains the band's most commercially successful this album. Mm. um it yeah. was awarded gold status and release of the band with the dVD single for the song in your face," which included the music video. So they did a music review for that. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, backstage footage from the band and live recording of the song Sex Founder, which is my favorite song ever, at Wacken yeah. Open Air Festival in, tw- in t- 2004. In June, uh, Bodum was in front of 120,000 Spectres, one of the biggest concerts of the last concerts uh, of the, um, I can't pronounce it, Bo's Onkel's? Okay. There you go. Sure. The, the DVD <laughs> uh, of the concert is called uh, Vea Con Tios included Just Children of Bonham's Bodum, performance of Every Time I Die. Uh, hmm. Bonham's live DVD, Chaos Ridden Years, Stockholm Knockout Live, great great uh, video, um, was released on, on December 5th, 19, um, 2006. It contains recordings of a live performing performed on uh, February 5th, 2006 in Stockholm, Sweden with over 90 minutes of live footage. Chaos Written Years refers to a documentary f- featuring interviews with band members about the history of the band and footage of the band on tour. It also contained every music video Tristan Bonham has made except for NATO 24-7. Uh, Leho was voted the world's best guitarist of 20 of 2006 by metal hammer magazine
0: what a huge accomplishment <laughs> for somebody that's just a front man to be awarded best guitarist you know like you are you're, you're pulling double duties as the lead guitarist and the lead vocalist and you you still manage to get <laughs> guitarist of the year in 2006
1: and, and not not only that there's two guitarists in the band
0: so yeah, like, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry to the other dude. Yeah, sorry, root. You know, I'm um, you know, stand back it was the hurricane coming the right. Okay. And
1: in June uh, 2006, band the band embarked on one of the biggest tours, the the Unholy Alliance tours, playing with Yes, friends,
0: Slayer,
1: Slayer, Lamb of God, Mastodon, and yes, Plays and these eyes bleed. I never heard of that band. Uh, the band toured. Uh, the U.S. through June and July, and Europe uh, through October and November. Um uh, and the Bottom was selected to, to replace Velvet Revolver for the Monsters of the Rock tour uh, festival, playing on the same stage as Ozzy Osbourne and negatives were playing on. Man, well, that's something to be awesome. Yeah, I mean to play on the same stage as Ozzy, that's, and yeah, they're they're really noticed now.
0: Um, in an interview with Noise uh, taken on September 14th of 2017, Children of Bodom's guitarist, John uh, Weirman, uh, answering to the question about the band's plans to start working on a new album with the same production team, which included Miko Carmila and Miko Jus- Jusila, um, after 20 years down and Dirty Tour ends, said the following, quote, Yes, I think we are, and we're going to record it in our warehouse. Uh, in, in November 2017, bassist Henka Sapala, Uh, discussed in an interview that the band uh, have had an album's worth of material written for the next album. They began to start recording the new album in March of 2018. In August of 2018, Sipala stated in an interview with Total Rock Radio that the album will be released in early of 2019. Uh, In November of 2018, the band revealed that the album would be called Hexed, and it was released on March 8, 2019. On November 1st of 2019, it was announced that Children of Bodom would play their final show with the lineup at the time, um, on, dis- on December fifteenth, the gig dubbed a chapter called "Children of Bodom" took place at Helsinki Ice Hall in Finland. The statement said, "Quote: After almost twenty-five years of, of uh, excuse me, after almost twenty-five years with Bodom, thousands of shows and ten albums, Henka, John, and Joska have decided to step back and change direction with their lives. Alexi and Daniel will have fr- uh, further announcements about their plans." to keep creating new music in the future, unquote. It was later reported that the main reason for the departures was that Ratikanen, Sapala, and Wurman no uh, could no longer find a shared viewpoint with Leho. Uh, Leho and Freiburg had already found a new bassist and a new drummer, according to Hel, uh, Helsingin Sonomat. Uh, according to Finnish music, music zine Soundy, Leho could not use the the band's name without permission from his former bandmates. Which really sucks because you know he put a lot of effort into that. Right. And uh he kind of had that stripped away from him, you know. But um do you wanna do you wanna tell us about uh his passing?
1: Yeah, okay. So uh, uh, subsequent a- a- activities in Leho's death twenty twenty to now. is um, so in 2020, Leho decided to carry on with with Fryberg in a new band, Bodum After Midnight, which is the same band, but it's it's a different name because of uh Children yeah. of Love can't be used anymore. And joining right. them were bassist uh, Mitja, Mid- yeah, drummer and and drummer uh, Walt Walteria. Uh, and toward and and base and, and keyboardist Laurie uh Saloma.
0: Yeah, these these Finnish names are really hard to pronounce.
1: Yeah, we're sorry. <laughs> okay, so on on January fourth, uh, twenty twenty one, it was then announced that frontman Alexei Leho died of death of uh, died of health issues and, and in late de- December twenty twenty at the age of forty one. Uh, which is what wow. I am um, Which mm. went into the possibility once again of children and Bodom ever re- re- reuniting. Um, throughout his time and Bodom after midnight. Uh, they performed three live shows uh, from October 23rd to 25th uh, 2020 and in, in Finland also um, so Bodom after midnight was also in the process of working on a full length debut album and and before his death Recorded three songs and shot a music video, so I think that they're gonna, yeah. you know, release, so like all three of them in the new something, yeah, something, yeah. You know, cause cause that seems to be yeah the, that seems to be the thing to do when you know when when you um, tragically pass away and you record something, it's always good to bring back those yeah. memories later on. You know. Yeah. Uh, the current lineup now is uh, is Leho, uh, guitarist leads vocals or. Or was the current lineup. Um Daska drums, uh, Hinka, uh bass and, and uh Jane is uh, keyboardist and Daniel Fry Fryberg as a rhythm guitarist. Um that was the current current lineup before they broke up. Our uh, former yeah. members was uh uh Lai as the bassist, uh Janny Keyboard, Alexander rhythm guitarist, and Rupe uh, who also played rhythm guitarist and, and he also sang for the band. Uh, so they've had a lot of albums. Um, so we're gonna go through it real fast. Something wild in '97. Hate Breeder in '99. Hollow the Reaper 2000. Hate Crew Death Roll in 2003. All You Did It in 20, oh, 2005. Uh, Blood Drunk in, 20, in uh, 2008. Reckless, uh, Relentless, Relentless, Reckless Forever in 2011. Halo Blood 2013. I worship chaos in 2015 and Hex in 2019, and yeah, and uh, and uh, I don't know if you're aware, but um, but on all, all their album covers, it has a green Reaper on it, you know, with a big old scythe. Oh yeah, so, yeah, that's that's something to be said.
0: Yeah, kind of kind of became their uh, mascot.
1: Yeah, so yeah, something to really stand out, you know, and, and, and yeah, and bring attention to. Um, sure. So go home listen to this amazing band and and things yeah. about what lexi accomplished within his um career and where so excited to see him go um yeah you know, that and
0: that's a that's such a that's a young age for for yeah. someone to pass away yeah. for 41 man. you know but accomplished but accomplished so much in yeah. his 41 years right. you know that's that uh, there's a lot to be said about that that's <laughs> that's incredible you and like we mentioned before you don't hear about a lot of finish Musical acts in general that it can never cross over into the states and become popular. It is. Yeah. Not only was Children of Bodom one of the best-selling uh, Finnish acts in general, but to be a metal band and to be so successful in the U.S. and just having all that commercial uh, success, a band names their 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 their, their or has their name uh, after one of your songs. That's just uh, that's incredible. Right. The, the guy was forty-one years old. It's 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 incredibly sad, but yeah um,
1: that was that was really young for him to pass away like
0: that but a lot to be proud of for sure
1: if you want to listen to this podcast on on our website it's www.winwordsfilmmusicspeaks.com youtube channel and we hope to hear hear uh, Blake's version of our the children's murder song uh, in, <laughs> in your face sometime soon <laughs> yes you can go to youtube.com Words, Hell, Music speaks. Facebook is always is WWFMS podcast. Instagram is when words fail. Music speaks. Pod and Twitter is when words fail. MS.
0: Yes, and you can you can go check out um, also my uh, drum playthroughs that I've been doing on yes. my uh, Instagram. My Instagram is Blake underscore Mosley. M O S E L E Y. Um, you can search me on YouTube. I have yep two e's. You can search for me on YouTube. I don't have a URL yet. Um, but uh, give me some, give me enough views, and I will. Your, um, your URL after is... after you subscribe. Do what
1: I said. Your you, your URL is going to be when we're me we a you on, Right.
0: Yes. Please please go please go subscribe to our YouTube channel, and then you can go just subscribe to mine uh, directly after that, and let's get some views on here. We've got a lot of exciting things planned. Uh, for our YouTube stuff. Um we're gonna start doing like uh the cover wars. Uh, yes. I, I've I'm getting some equipment um to be able to participate in videos a lot more um and interviews. So that's on the way. We've got a neat uh interview lined up uh for this week. Um really exciting stuff.
1: Good stuff, good stuff. So all right yeah. y'all thank you for listening and remember always listen to, to music. Yes, My please own. do. Thanks.
0: See you. You've been listening to the "When Words Fail, Music Speaks" podcast. Stay tuned for more, and thank you for listening.